0: try and finish it in front of goal. Runs out to the right. hits the ball well. Does it hold its line? Indeed it does. First
1: goal for the Hawks. Jack Gunston paying tribute to his father. O'Meara does well. If he's got pace, if he can kick it up, kicks it in butter. ball. Brings him to ground really nicely. But running into the open goal is O'Meara. No and the Hawks have got their second. Gunston provides it for Bruce. He always had his name on
0: The Hawks dominated in Hobart, returning North Melbourne to their regularly scheduled programming of losing rather badly. And the day belonged to Jack Gunston with a bag of five, our midfield running riot for the first time in forever. There's plenty of talking points from the weekend, so let's get down to business. Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me is a man who Had to have been happy with the team's display in Tassie, Tiz. Beautiful display. Fantastic for Jack. Excellent
1: interview after it. Mm. Got the first goal of the day. Settled his nerves. This return from Jack Gunson was very important to the whole culture of the
0: footy club, wasn't it? Absolutely. It's been a tough time. There's so much loss around the football club. It's insane. But this was a hell of a response from Jack Gunson. An inspired game. Paying tribute to his father with five goals and four behinds. And, uh, yeah, really did tug at the heartstrings. How did you go with that post-match interview? Because uh, that, was, that was tough watching, wasn't it? Oh, well, you're looking at an athlete that's exhausted on the day and then he finds it
1: in himself to express himself so well. I, I, th- I was very impressed. Uh, and it, it speaks to the character of the man. And, and I particularly enjoyed Bruce and Gunston working together. And I think their pairing is something we'll
0: uh, remember for many, many years to come. Absolutely going to cherish that Now staying with Historically Just what Gunston can do We had a question From one of our Long time listeners Aaron uh, Gunners was all class On the weekend So happy to see him Play so well What a champion He's been for us But what are your Top three Gunston moments Well Go
1: back all the way To the start He rides from Adelaide Mm hmm and uh, we've heard about how pissed off Adelaide were to lose him. <laughs> well, they gave him like the best newcomer, didn't they? Yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah, and then he goes. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting there with my dad. My dad's a fairly harsh judge. And I think his first opportunity came from the boundary line of the G. Yeah. And dad says, all right, well, we'll see how good this kid is.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> hello. Goes back, drills it, drop punt, perfect goal. Yeah. Decent celebration, not too much, not too little got with the rest of the group.
0: That That's a great moment for me. All right, we're going to go back and forth here because I might pinch one of yours. That's what I'm afraid of. I mean, Gunston's had so many classic moments throughout his career, but there's one from the 2013 Grand Final. Gunston, on the line, does a bit of a, a sneaky roundhouse goal. Now, I was going to go with this this roundhouse goal because mm-hmm.
1: he's, he's sort of... It's an, it's an intelligent goal. I think it's oh, Zach yes. Dawson... Trying to put some pressure on him, and he thinks he's got him, you know, because it's not if you're going to kick it high, Zach's there, but he just drills it low right next to the post. But he also kicks the first goal of grand final day, and there was a Mm. hell of a lot of pressure on that first kick.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you've got the lovely roundhouse scrubber goal. I'll take the first goal of the day. All right, now fair enough. They're both marvellous picks. Another one for me Geelong. Goal of the year nomination from 2017. That's where he books. Yeah, it's just it's marvellous from the boundary goal on, on, you know, I think it was an Easter Monday. It's a massive occasion. And uh, it deserves a goal of the year nomination, to be honest. Go back and YouTube that if you can, listeners, because it's a sensational finish. And, and, yeah, two years after Luke Hodge did something very similar. So he, he's receiving the ball, heading to the boundary line, left forward
1: pocket. Yep looking like he's going to have to do something off his left foot, books,
0: back onto the right, mm-hmm. straight through. I feel like people are going to come for me and suggest that Hodges was way better. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Make no mistake about that. It's listeners. still a great moment for Gunston. Oh, absolutely. It's a sublime finish. Uh, have you have you got one more?
1: So 2015. And yeah. uh, I think it's about five minutes into the second quarter.
0: Okay.
1: You know, we're, we're underdogs again for another grand final. Mm-hmm. And we've already had a very good first quarter. The the Weagles are sort of... Wobbly. Yeah, I mean, sure, he's getting a lot of it, but he's not doing the right things with it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jack makes it a 30-point buffer. It's a bit of a team goal, but the celebration of just having broken that Weagles web or whatever they called mm. it, uh, and I mean, he just hoists it through post-high with a boomerang from the top of the goal square. But my relief... And my ability to then go and get some drinks knowing <laughs> knowing that we're pretty set here. The 30-point yeah. buffer is that statistical, you know, you hardly ever lose if you get out by five goals.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that game So, so for yeah. listeners playing along at home If you want to look that up in the grand final 2015 grand final I believe that's on the TV broadcast clock I think 15 minutes is on the clock Around that in the yeah. second quarter
1: Five minutes into the second yeah, quarter Yeah, that's that right
0: way. I'm My third one I'm going to pick from the same game mm-hmm. And uh, it's based on work rate it's it's a
1: great team. This is goal. an all time classic. Oh, but been... I kind of forget the guns that Gunston kicked the goal.
0: That's right. Yeah, but you would because it started with Cyril Rioli, who was just absolutely unstoppable that game. Clearly you got a medal to show for it. But when he intercepts that hand pass and the crowd is just comes alive. It's yeah. like oh my goodness, there's but, just no stopping you know, this guy. But hang on, there's no time to realise Cyril had it because Bruce already has it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Hawks are already charging Cyril's got it He's ta- He's got the turnover We're away so I think it's Bruce to Poppy And Puopolo kicks the most perfectly well-weighted kick Beautiful kick To Jack Gunston Who, and this is why it's in my moments He's outworked two eagles From the centre square And he ends up taking the mark about 20 metres out Then stops himself Yep Instead of drilling it straight away, he thinks I'll take 30 seconds off the clock here. He, he's beaten, and this is with Porto's help, obviously, with such a, a perfect uh, delivery. He's he's outworked two eagles to get to that footy. And I just thought, I mean, how far are we up by that point?
1: About three classes of football, <laughs> I
0: reckon. <laughs> More with the scoreboard. But <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. But, like, that kind of work rate is just phenomenal. And I, I love that goal. i uh, I think it's it's... Great for everyone involved. Obviously, masterful by Cyril, a reading of the play. But then the, the team effort to get it down there and Gunston to make that happen, to take that mark. And, I mean, the, the game was probably long over by then. Champagne football. And they're by no
1: means uh, a full list. I mean, I can remember fantastic goals. He loves playing against the Kangas. Yeah, uh, he's, he does. He's put a few through at Marvel mm-hmm. and at the G that were sensational goals. Um, Carlton, he's had a bag.
0: Yeah. But he's a, I think, what was it, Dennis Cometti. I can't remember which caller said it. They said it about Buddy, a nonchalant phenomenon. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's Jack Gunston. Because when we were discussing it, there's a lot of moments where, and a lot of big games for Jack where it's kind of a bit paint by numbers, but he's kicked five or six or something.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stars around him at that yeah, point. Well that's true. It's It's got a bit harder for Jack the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but he still performs amazingly well. The thing about Jack is he knows where everyone is. He's got mm. amazing vision. Not just... He doesn't just hit up goals. He creates goals as well. Mm. And somehow always finds a way to lead into space.
0: Yes. And I think a game like this shows us... In fact, there are various points where Gunston's played this year. Star power does come to the surface. Class. Yeah, class, class, mate. The, the, that, the veteran status. Um, to be
1: able to do that after what all he's gone through... Yeah. And he's been playing irregularly. He's had
0: his injuries this Mm -hmm. year. But he is a phenomenal player. We're going to move on from this miniature celebration in just a second, listeners. But I want to throw a bit of a curveball to tears. We've we've talked him up. Is he staying at the club? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon one more. One more year. uh,
1: The value of his tutelage is pretty Mm -hmm. obvious, I think. Mm -hmm. You think about Wingard, Bruce
0: Gunston... Can you keep playing them and still develop your list? it be nice to have the option, to be honest. I don't think we're quite there yet to be without all of them. So. But,
1: you know, uh, I don't think it'll happen, but if Gunson put up his hand and well, one of them put up their hand and said, I want to try for another premiership somewhere else, they're not going to say no. But it's certainly not a decision I'd like to be in charge of. I don't want to see
0: him go. It's the same thing as uh, he who shall not be named. Like, I I just I don't want to go through that again. And I think we still have plenty of use for Gunston.
1: But this is a business.
0: Anyway, we don't need to get into that. This is a wonderful... I suppose we don't need to no, go into it anymore. <laughs> we'll move on. Let's talk about John Newcomb. Duke at his damaging, irrepressible best is. And he thought it was going to come against a bottom-ranked side as well. He, that he was just going to have an absolute day out, feasting on them with 30 disposals at 73.3% efficiency for 580 metres gained. He took a mark in the forward 50, didn't he? Good mark. More contested footy than uncontested on the day, which is unsurprising because he finished with a game-high nine clearances to John Newcomb, plus an equal game-high seven inside 50s. Now They were frustrating. The inside 50s? Yeah. Yeah, at a certain point. I'll agree with that. Yeah, but getting the ball like he did,
1: and that 580 metres gained. Mm -hmm. Jeez. So we were wondering at the start of the year whether John Newcomb could come on. Yeah definitely
0: has oh he, he settled that yeah. ages ago but it's games like this are, that remind you that he's he's stellar and that on his day he can absolutely be a match winner and by no a day doubt.
1: course he's rising star
0: yeah well essentially yeah I would agree with that uh, a guy that's also come along in leaps and bounds Finn McGinnis I feel like we talk about him every week now because there's always something to talk about with Finn lately Now, this week, he's taken Jai Simpkin to the cleaners. Don't worry about that. Previous week, in North's grand final, obviously, uh, Simpkin racked up 34 touches and a goal. Head-to-head against Finn, Simpkin only managed 14 disposals at 42.9% disposal efficiency for just 81 metres gained. Yeah, he
1: went backwards a lot. Yep. So Finn has found a spot.
0: Mm. Um, You've got his disposal efficiency down here. At 33%. It was less than Simpkins. But, but, but my point to you, Tiz, is it hardly matters at, the, at this point, right?
1: Yeah, if you're destroying your opposition and frustrating him so much that he decides to indulge in a melee and try to... Yeah. yeah. He was completely frustrated, Jai Simpkins. Oh, petty fake tough guy stuff from North Melbourne, classic. And after Finn took out um, Tim Kelly the week before, mm. what happened this week? Four touches, with this,
0: 80% game time. His confidence is at the centre of the earth. That's how far it's plummeted. So if
1: you got Jai Simpkin, don't pick him in your... Drink, in your- <laughs>
0: that's right. Uh, worth mentioning as well, with Finn's own stats, yeah, the disposal efficiency was down. Did slot himself a goal. Yeah. So that's nice. It was a nice goal too. It was, yeah. So A tag is not meant to have that kind of space, Tiz. You're not meant to get that sort of separation, right? Yeah, but that's the beauty of Finn. He doesn't stop running. Yeah, he had all the time in the world to slot that, and slot it, he did. So what
1: would you say is the big difference in, in Finn now from the start of the year? Defined role? I would say his concentration. Yeah. And I would say that he had an inability to get drawn or to be in the right places for the, getting the football. Mm-hmm. And I think Sammy has found a way... To make sure he gets to
0: the right places. Yeah. Yeah. By making that, a hard tag. But that's and it, but, hopefully but he
1: learns mm. that that's where you need to be.
0: But that's that's part of what the defined role is all about. You have a, there's an application now that's not wishy washy. He has a specific job to do. Whereas I think before before this era of, of Meganess as we know him now, he's he's a half backer and does mm. what? Exactly. It's, well, I mean, what, what's he good at at half back? What's he contributing there? I think he's found his purpose, and that's where the concentration comes in. It gets, it, it's a very narrow focus. Well, which he's is a working very negative half back.
1: Yeah, and you couldn't rely on him for outlet or anything like that. Yeah, which is a
0: problem. Which is still
1: the case here. Yeah, but it suits him down to the ground. Some of the well, well it's, it's
0: taking the opposition's one of their best movers out of the game,
1: and it's, so. And he's learning. I would have to say that he's learning more here than he is off the halfback line. Yep. And yep. certainly more than on the wing
0: at Vox Hill. Absolutely, yeah. We need to see Finn for the rest of the year, and I suspect that we will. Another guy that so rarely gets beaten, Blake Hardwick. He just does not concede, ever. Who uh, was he on this week? Because I
1: don't look, think I heard him called.
0: <laughs> would it have been at times was Spicer, it? maybe? Phoenix Spicer? And Zerha? Yeah, Oh well, okay. That says it all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: he kicked six goals a week before. And he got one in dead time at the end of the game, didn't he?
0: Yeah, there's a few that North got cheapies in the last quarter. Oh, corner. you would have been seething. No, I was done, mate. I was fine. You were all right, weren't you? I was, I was absolutely... How were didn- you in the first quarter, Nick? Oh, it's, that's just ecstasy. It was plain and simple. <laughs> <laughs> when did you figure this is over? Uh, not not by quarter time. Probably by half time. Really? Yeah, I know. You went way early. Oh, yeah. You you said we've broken their backs. I think it was about 20 minutes into the first. Well, you only have to look at their body language. Well, yeah, it's pretty deplorable. But it's a long season for North, isn't it? Enough about North. Blake Hardwick, that's who we're talking about. 23 touches at 91.3% efficiency. uh, Team high, 9 intercepts. And the most defensive half pressure acts, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty
0: easy roll, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was this week. But it doesn't detract from the fact that... He's in PCM podium-placing form again. Yeah. I, I did not see that coming at a certain point well, gotta year. Well, i got to say that at
1: the back end of the year, he's been getting far more touches and distributing mm-hmm. the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, in the absence of... Well, where was Will Day?
0: Yeah, you were a bit sad about that, weren't you? <laughs> Shall we get into that?
1: No, go go right ahead. <laughs> well, Because by the end of the first quarter, I had six of my eight-leg multi. Yeah,
0: you are doing and very And by well. the end
1: of the game, I had six of my <laughs> eight-leg.
0: <laughs> so who let you down? Will Day was someone who let you down. this is well, purely had my... to re- reach a few points, okay, AFL right. points.
1: What are they? Fantasy, Fantasy points, points, whatever yeah, they're called. Had to yeah, to get a threshold. And McDonald had to kick a goal.
0: Normally, you're pretty safe, aren't you? It's pretty unfortunate oh, I was to miss out. Wrapped.
1: I had uh,
0: what did I have? I had Reeves kicking a goal. Yep. Um, I'd had Newcomb mm-hmm. kick a goal. I mean, they were. I just want to mention, seeing as you did bring it up just now, uh, John Newcomb, I'm telling you, gets a sniff on the 50 meter arc. It's a goal. Beautiful goal. Every single time, it's a goal. It's he, he loves it. It's it's actually quite the same as Harry Morrison <laughs> inside 50. Well, gets he a, another leg. <laughs> there you go Gets a snap away That's going through for a goal Wasn't that a terrific goal too? He does it every week now Harry He is lethal From, from like Off a couple of steps Yeah He just knows where the goals are It's quite something uh, I want to talk about Reeves as well Because he's someone That's finding the goal With regularity now two goals this game Yeah Lumbering out Of the, <laughs> the Full four line To take a mark on the lead Couple of grabs yep. Mitchell with 90% disposal efficiency I think had a slightly unheralded game. We have a lot of other players to talk about. Well, but you didn't give him three votes. Jack Gunston gets the three votes. Okay. Well, i go Jack Gunston, John Newcomb, Dylan Moore. Oh, I thought you were going to say stiff. Aaron Hall. Aaron <laughs> So yeah, some gave him a vote. Why? Unbelievable. He always
1: seems to have the ball on a string against Hawthorne. Yeah, but what does Even it... Even
0: a Gold Coast. What does it achieve? Anyway, Dylan Moore, with the most pressure acts for the Hawks overall, 25 touches at 88%. That's what you want from a midfielder. Yeah, but give me Tom
1: Mitchell. Come on, that was a great game. Back to That's, some yeah. of his best form. They've just told him, this is
0: what we want you to do for us. Yeah, in the absence uh, of Warple, and he's starting to hit his straps again. I'll, I'll pay that. Uh, Omira, I thought, put in a ton of work. And seems maybe the fastest I've seen him in years. Good goal. Yep, yeah, was a good goal. Uh, Sicily, I thought, I mean, he's a trusted hand back there. What, what else can you say at this point? All Australian form. He looked in his element. Yeah. Hitting passes,
1: None of, and no rising this week. But getting pretty angry when we conceded goals.
0: Did you notice that a couple of I times? Did. I did. <laughs> I mean, there's still a bit, little bit of that in Sicily. You don't mind it. No, I love it. You want him to care. I like the passion personally. That one that just dribbled through. Oh, he was furious,
1: <laughs> and I love it because that's me.
0: <laughs> I was furious too. Miscellaneous questions from listeners here. This one from Breedo at Hawk Talk Pod. Have you noticed that teams keep Mitch Lewis much quieter when Cosie is out of the team? Is Cosie's future value more as a foil for Mitch? No, I would personally hope it's a little bit better than that. I think uh, but he does need talent.
1: he does need help up there. I don't think yeah. Uh, yeah. the twin ruck thing has helped Mitch at all. No, not really. It's an odd one. I've got this twin ruck thing in the gun. Yeah, you don't like it.
0: Mm. Okay. Do no. you want to talk do you want to talk about it now?
1: Well, I know we're kicking a big score against some of these piddlies. <laughs> yeah. Teams, right? You're, you're waiting for a real test.
0: Yeah. St well, Kilda this weekend. Didn't they look good against West Coast? That's what I'm going to say to that. It's uh, their first win in the west for about 12 years, St Kilda. Is it? I'm, I'm I'd sure I've to to told that, like that because, you know, I'd never know. <laughs> What was it oh nine or something? Oh, no clue. I, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Anyway, um, it's clear that Mitch does need a bit of help at times.
1: Well, yeah, well, you can't he ha- can't be beating two and three men. I mean, he's bringing ball to ground. Yeah, we didn't have any trouble scoring with our small forwards, but
0: you know, can, can I just say, as much of a Mitch Lewis fan as I am, I want to see him kick bags week after week. I've got to say, I really don't mind if we've got a bit of a whack a mole attack the way that we do lately. Right. I mean, because Mitch Lewis kicks five, and then Bruce bobs up with six, and then you got guns thinking, I don't care where it comes from. But we did waste a lot of inside fifties. Come on, we should have beaten yeah. them by more. Oh no, no, absolutely. But what are we scoring? Like if about?
1: I am Sammy Mitchell, I'm not I'm not wrapped.
0: No, it could be better. We could have we could have rubbed their faces in the turf. And we would let them get back into it at the end as well. So no, there's still some stuff to work on. But Zebul will kick three. <sighs> yeah, wrap your head around that. Mitch Lewis, I'm not concerned at all, but um. Do you want Cozzy back in the team? Uh, not up to me. Up to Cozzy to improve his form at the lower level. I'd say so. Yeah. Did not set the world on fire. Though he, he did have an injury concern early on in the game for Box Hill. That might have uh, swayed things a bit. But um, hes I, I wouldn't be selecting him this week. Put it that way. He's going to have to earn his way back in. This is a question from Tiege. Do you think the Jarman Impy has a future playing as a small forward?
1: Yeah, I do, actually.
0: Well, we wondered at the start of the year just how we would manage. The surplus of half backs and what we would do with it. We we speculated maybe well, we'd shuffle a few to the wing.
1: Well, I always felt returning from a knee injury like that, and Sicily the same, that it's very hard to play back because mm. you've got to turn very quickly. That's right, yeah. And yeah, I always felt for Jarman Impey playing back that he'd be exposed for lack of pace and positioning and, and strength in contest and that kind of stuff. But what really happened, I think, was. Um, that going forward has meant that he's been able to be aggressive and mm. not react, but be you know, what's the word proactive yeah. in how he plays the game. I think that's been a a mental shift for Jarman. And although he had, didn't have a big impact on the weekend, did he?
0: He, he no. does look dangerous when he gets the ball. Oh, I I love aggressive Jarman Imby. That's um, it's it's a different look. Uh, we've seen it on and off throughout throughout the years he's been at Hawthorne. But uh, I'm, I'm welcoming it back, to be honest, especially when he works so well in tandem in that goal with, uh, with Jager. But he can definitely kick three or four goals, Jarman. Yeah. yeah well, he's... Once he gets his eye in. That's it. Know,
1: That's it. A bit of confidence behind him. He'll be, he can slot him from anywhere. He's very mm-hmm.
0: highly skilled for his size. A very good overhead mark. This question from Stuart. Has Morris secured his spot on the list? Is there anyone out of contract we should try before the end of the season?
1: I would be shocked, shocked, if Morris didn't get another
0: year. Yep, yeah, same, same. One year minimum. I think he's earned it.
1: Oh, it'll be one year. They won't do yeah. any more than that.
0: And fair enough. Uh, anyone else out of contract, we should
1: try at the end of the season. Well, I mean, Jecker has to come back in, doesn't he? I mean, his form at Box Hill has been terrific. You have to just promote him and, and let him play anywhere.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly get on to, to Jecker in a sec with our Box Hill recap. Well, he's but... out of contract. They've got to do something good. He's one talent I want to keep. This question from Hyde. We've seen Lewis Moore and Duke become real match winners this year. Who is currently flying under the radar and in 12 months' time will be tearing games apart? I know your answer to this. Is it Will Day? No, it wasn't actually. Yeah, Will Day's had a shit of a year. You don't suspect that he's going to have a problem with that
1: next year? No. No, I think this is the... What is it? Anus Horribilis?
0: (laughs) Anus, I think you would find. That's it. And... uh, (laughs) Well, you did say it was a shit year, so maybe that applies.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, he he hasn't. He he played forward, kicked a number of goals. There's the talent. Yeah. There's being in the right place at the right time. They they gave him a role on the weekend in defence. The shutdown role, very much like what they were giving McGuinness for a little while. So they build his confidence up forward, take him back, Mm -hmm. make sure he sits on someone. I just think they're telling him to set for next year. Mm. And he will be... You know, he hasn't lost anything.
0: He's just... No, exactly what I wanted to say. There's been enough signs in the back half of this year where I'm like, oh, he's still got it. He's hmm. still got it. I'm not worried about it. I can't believe I was worried. He's just having one... They all have it. Yeah. You know, the second or even the
1: third year, mm-hmm. you struggle. You're either, for most players, you're either playing through an injury and you've got to learn the professionalism to be able to, to do so. That's, that's the step up. And he's going through that... Hard yard now where you have expectations here but your body won't get you there but you can't drop your head about it. Mm. you just got to keep a certain standard. Who do you think I thought you were going to say? If it's Connor Nash, I hope I'm not becoming that predictable.
0: No, you're in the ballpark though. Is it Dylan? I thought you were going to say Connor McDonald. Oh, right. Well, Is it? Is it too soon? Is that too yeah, much of a big call? I, I think that is too soon. Yeah, okay, fair enough.
1: But there are moments where I think
0: where you wonder well I, I
1: mentioned him in in terms of captaincy and, and things like that the other week so I'm I'm really wrapped in him yeah, but um yeah. but yeah he's uh you know he'll be moved it's part of the thing at Hawthorne. you're going to be moved to different positions to find out exactly how good you are
0: for the first 2 years but I guess the only difference is that he's not being moved to Box Hill he's no. been moved to the senior side and though they're going to um but we
1: saw it when he went down to Box Hill. They want more midfield minutes out of Connor. Yeah. And uh if he can have if he can use his his vision and his ability to read the game from the midfield. Exactly right. That is so much better
0: for Hawthorne going forward. Part of the reason we drafted him, that was his expertise heading into the club. So I'd be shocked if that wasn't on their radar heading forward. If he can spot Carl Amon on the wing and just oh, get no it way. out to him. Here it is. Come on. Is this is this
1: not like, are you getting a bit worried about this now? Everyone's like, Carl Amon's going to Hawthorne, and that's it, done.
0: No, uh, well, I suppose they are saying that, but why would I be worried about that? Remember when Buddy left where he was going? Where was he going? <laughs> this, this is like that, is it? Well, it's pretty. No one else is being mentioned. Yeah, well Carlton got out of the race. They said no. Who else has Do you remember any other teams that they mentioned? No, that's my point. Yeah, I feel like it has been a number of weeks since anyone but Hawthorne has been linked to Carl Amon. I don't know I want him at the club, especially because of who I think is going to fall off the list. Well, they're going to fall off the list because he's coming. I mean, you've got
1: Downey's done his hemi.
0: Yep. So that's well, that's on a knife's edge now. He he could fall off the list because of that. Yeah. It's very harsh, but... Tom Phillips plays his heart out, doesn't get a look. Same as Dan Howe. That
1: and Dan you Howe. Got, You've got
0: three wingers yep. right there. They're all on the chopping block. That's telling. Yep. And if you got aim on in, I dare say the majority of Hawthorne supporters would feel pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, Phillips knows it's his kicking. He kicked into the man on the mark
1: mm. late in the game. Yep. On the weekend. And his reaction... Mm. Oh... <laughs> You know, he knew... But he has improved, it, I've got to
0: say, he has improved his disposal by foot. I feel like how... Well, we're about to get into the Box Hill stuff, but I'll say this. I think Howe and Phillips are just getting it done. They're, they're perfectly adequate, and they're doing it for Box Hill. I, I think that's the ceiling there. I don't know if I bring them back into the senior side anytime soon. I, I don't know if I bring them back this year. This question from Numo. Uh, Gunners, Big Boy, Howe, Phillips, and Shields are out of contract at season's end. Which of these experienced players do we keep around to assist the development of standards and culture? Is it just the first two who are contributing to a good standard still, meaning Gunners and Big Boy?
1: Oh, I think Shields is still contributing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially at Box Hill level, even though he got knocked out on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week before, he was instrumental at changing the course of that match.
0: Shields has been excellent for Box Hill.
1: And there's no
0: difference between his work ethic at both levels. That's what makes him so good. The professionalism is just through the roof. He's He applies himself so well. Yeah. He, he's going to be an asset to whichever team he's in. So it's fantastic, Shields.
1: Gunners is still getting it done, so he's still mm-hmm. A-class. And Big Boy comes
0: in, gives everyone else confidence, well, well, Big straightens Boy, everyone up. I think the last eight games we've played were won seven and drawn one with Big Boy. So, I mean... Is it a coincidence? Is it not? I'll leave it to the listeners to decide. But it ha- I feel like there has to be something in that. How is Mercurial? It can be great one week... One week inside a game.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> or the next week, if he's played out of position or he finds the wrong opponent, geez, it worries him. Yeah. So, and Phillips. I mean, we haven't seen enough of Phillips this year, but I think we all know that he's a, a, he's a bit... He's a weird player. He's like a player that doesn't really fit yeah. this current model of football I agree certainly not what Sammy's doing he's got great vision he'll do things that are totally outside your expectations mm-hmm. He'll get a goal every week that's a big tick but in terms of being able to do it each and every week and whether you want to be playing football which goes around corners or whether you want to be he's mm. not fast mm-hmm. his kicking efficiency isn't great doesn't sound like what Sam wants
0: yeah I suspect you might be right let's get into the The Box Hill recap, Uh, 17-13, 115, Box Hill defeated the Northern Bull Ants, 8-11-59, as well they should have. Northern Bull Ants had had won one game for the year, and credit to them, that the contest was a bit tighter than we would have liked to begin with, but Ben Cavara basically stamped his authority in uh, the second half. Three goals in roughly five, six minutes to give us the ascendancy. The next six scores actually went the Bull Ants' way, so they weren't going away, but they did only manage one goal, five, which it hurt them. They couldn't get back into the game after that. We just kept on finding avenues to goal and stretched the lead further and it was pretty comfortable in the end. It was a gale to one end, Nick, so I think that has to be mentioned mm.
1: because uh, we, we didn't start very well. They got a couple of goals against the wind and we, we were a bit complacent, to be honest. We mm-hmm. were a bit rattled by Shields going out of the game so early.
0: Yep, I'd say so.
1: But Cal Porter with 45 touches, they had absolutely
0: no answer. He was one of those guys, I know it seems obvious, 45 touches, but if you, when you're watching the game, it dawns, on, it dawns on you within about two, three minutes of watching. You're like, geez, this kid's everywhere. Yeah. Who is this guy? Cal Porter, as you say, 45 touches, 12 inside 50s, 10 marks, 10 tackles, nine clearances, about as complete a game as you'd want. He was absolutely dominant. Another bloke in tandem with Cal, Ned. Mm-hmm.
1: That's his best game. It is easy, yeah, yep, easily bet Ned long this yep.
0: is you know he's on the Hawthorne list, mm-hmm. hope to see him before the end of the year, well, he keeps on putting in games like this, he will, he very much recaptured the magic and uh twenty four touches divided his time between the wing and the midfield um yeah he, he got back to where he was towards the the start of the year, where Hawthorne saw fit to. Immediately slide a contract his way. We know what we have with this guy
1: and imposing physically around the contest. Yeah,
0: loved it. Oh, he's a, he's a bull. That's his go, and he's very good at it. And uh, look, we've got to buy this week for for Boxer, which is a shame because I'm I'm dying to see more. So EJ, mm-hmm. what is going on?
1: That he looks phenomenal. Emerson Jacker hanging around in the back half, doing basically whatever he likes. Yep. He could have had well, 40 well, uh, touches if they got it down there more often.
0: It makes it sound, uh, you know, don't discredit the guy. It makes it sound so easy for him. but He's he's making it look easy. That's he he does
1: have an opponent. He beats his opponent. This is my point. Then he accelerates away yeah. and all of a sudden... You make it
0: sound like he was in space initially, but no, he's winning the ball.
1: All of a sudden,
0: it's like, uh, I don't know, uh, he, he looks like he's got his own little field out there and yeah. then
1: he pinpoints pass across about 40... Mm Forty-five meters, usually at a forty-five degree angle to the to the ground. And you're
0: wondering how is this kid at Box
1: Hill? Yeah. And not playing
0: AFL? The Emerson Jecker experiment has been wonderful and continued in fine form this week. Didn't have a handball. Nineteen kicks. That was his stat sheet. Nineteen kicks, eight marks. Awesome intensity, he competes well always, and as you say, beautiful distribution off half-back. Th- is
1: there th- another player you can think of that had that kind of uh, distribution between handballs and kicks? One Matt Suckling?
0: Oh, right. I was wondering where you're going with that. Bit of a deep dive these days, isn't it? Oh, I used to love suckers. Well, <laughs> well yeah, even at the Dogs, I had a soft spot for him. That raking boot, uh, Emerson Jack is a... I've always been a fan. I love him as a forward, but even now he's a delight to watch. And, you know, we want to see Ned Long in the side. I want to see Jecker in the side. But his competitiveness. Yeah. And
1: his uh, athleticism. Mm-hmm. You never saw him give up on a contest. Yep. He was always involved. Good positioning. A mm-hmm. couple
0: of relieving marks. I don't know. This kind of progress in this position over, what, about three weeks, I think, has been playing it now, mm. is quite He's something. taken to it like a duck to water. Absolutely. And I think I might have said it last week, but DGB's got to be a bit worried. Yes, but also, the absence of Emerson Jecker has let someone
1: else flourish at the other end, and I did not expect this. Mm. I felt he was way too young,
0: too skinny, etc. Well, he needs another season, does uh, Jaisa Rong? He needs another preseason. Build the bulk on the kid. But his timing in the contest, yeah. is excellent. He knows what he's doing. He we know what we have: a high half forward, a career best twenty-one touches for the VFL. Dry Sarong ten marks, and uh, really left an impression on the coaches by the sounds of it. Well, he just takes the right options. Mm. Uh, really, and- the the only blemish all day was he missed a, a soda from about twenty meters out directly <laughs> yeah, in front. That was bad. Which was a bit a bit shocking after it went through. There was. It didn't have enough pressure on him. No, I, I was kind of a bit mystified. I was, I sat there watching and I was like, Is that a behind? Wait, yeah, well, the, <laughs> the bloody umpire nearly gave him a goal. That's right, yeah. I was confused. I was like, Oh, did he actually miss that? Yeah, no, I was like, okay.
1: Geez, he wasn't very impressed with that goal. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that gave it away was his body language, otherwise, yeah, they true. wouldn't have called it into question,
0: I reckon. Yep. Um, but otherwise, a, a very solid game from Jai Strong. No, I don't think he'll debut before the end of the year. I mean, maybe at a pinch around 23, but he'll he'll need to continue to put in a good body of work, I think. So are we
1: being unfair? Because, you know, Ned Long and Dan Howe basically tandemed. Whenever whenever Dan was in the centre, Ned was on the wing. Whenever mm-hmm. Ned was on the wing,
0: Dan was in the centre. Yeah. yeah. And look, 31 touches for Dan. As much as I'm critical of him, I mean that, that's a good... Accumulation,
1: right?
0: Yeah If he's not picking those up, who is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like him and Phillips Phillips had 27 disposals, 11 marks So those two are And pretty... his brother Ed Phillips
1: was having a field day That's right, yeah
0: But but Dan and Tom Are pretty essential to this box hill outfit at the moment They're the guys winning the footy Obviously Cal Porter's excellent But if you don't have Dan and Tom doing their thing This side's in real trouble Yeah So hats off to him I don't see him in the senior side, but they're doing wonders for the VFL. Uh, Scamasaurus says, Porter, Kavara and Green deserve a spot on the AFL list.
1: Who would be the best fit at Hawthorne? Now, we've campaigned for Green. I understand that the question mark is his size. Mm-hmm. And also, if Gunston keeps up this form, there's no looking for Green. Yeah, it'll
0: be about timing and um, our list profile for Green at this point. Kavara's hard to look past, to be honest. But he's a bit old. Kavara is 27, I think. Kavara is just a special talent. He's an excitement machine. He's very fun to watch. But in terms of age profile, I do wonder, maybe they're just going to overlook him on that basis. I think Cal Porter, I read before, I think he's 21. He's in the vicinity. He's, he's a young player. He had one game for the Dogs. One. And they delisted him. I think he was on the list three years. So, I don't know. He, he's been... An absolute star for Box Hill the last few weeks. But I don't know if Hawthorne are looking there or, or if they just go straight to the draft for a midfield talent. Well, he deserves something for the effort he's put through this year. He's in the right spot. He's given himself every chance. Mind uh, you,
1: it was the worst team in the league. And uh, we rested oh. the captain, given him a couple of weeks of grace. <laughs> and uh, who was on the commentary telling us that uh, we were being a little bit... What's the word? Um, Arrogant? arrogant, that's it, in dropping the captain and letting him have a rest and, yeah. you know, maybe to come
0: back to bite us and- no, we didn't do a Ross line, we didn't empty the side, There's still had some decent talent out there, I thought that was a bit much uh, this question from Views from the Nosebleeds about Emerson Jecker uh, Jecker has been outstanding in defence but are we robbing ourselves of another forward option by training a guy up in a position we're already pretty solid in, C blank DGB, Sicily and Frost Frost? You don't <laughs> He's solid in defence Oh, I
1: see I thought they were saying Frost could have played forward Um, And he did Well, he did The rumours are that he will be used up forward next year Oh, those are the rumours I've been reading these things
0: (laughs) Nice and non-specific Well, I
1: mean, if he gets put there for a couple of weeks this year Is that something? Because, you know, Sam's always looking a couple of years ahead Okay, question without notice On reflection, what was that about? That was psychological. Frost had been absolutely mauled by Ben Brown and a couple of others in the weeks coming forward. and yep. They just needed him, like Impey, to have a more aggressive mm-hmm. stance in, on the footy field to be the aggressor rather than reactive, which is what happened to both of them. You can't, you've got to be proactive as a defender, and they just couldn't do it. Not
0: much proactive about Sam Frost at the moment, (laughs) sidelined with injury, unfortunately. But he's signed a new contract. Exactly right.
1: Do you think we are? Uh, Are we denying ourselves forward options by putting in that really easy role of being a halfback? (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean... It is is an easier role. Well, you, you see it through the lens of him being a utility rather than... I think, one thing or the other. The fact that he can play both, which is what we're seeing now, that he does have the aptitude for both positions, is an enormous bonus for us. Uh, It robs the forward line a bit because it puts more pressure on the likes of Cosie and Callow to cement a spot and and play, if we're talking like a Batman and Robin role, and Mitch Mitch Lewis is Bruce Wayne.
1: Well, Callow was so poor on the weekend, they threw him back into the fence to get a touch. Yeah,
0: so Callow and Cozzy right now, both of them are in kind of mediocre form, and has to be a little bit concerned about the future of the forward line.
1: Well, I'd say Cozzy's having a having a tough year of development.
0: Yeah, when you're talking about him in terms of what can he do for Mitchell, how Lovus, old is he again? Oh, 21, twenty one, twenty two, or something. <laughs> We're very all of a sudden. I know we we copped it for years for being too old. This is suddenly a very young list. So when you're talking, most of these guys we're talking about are fairly young.
1: Mate, Mitch Lewis has only just blossomed. We had many more questions about Mitch than we did about Cozzy this time last year. I'd
0: say so. Mitch Lewis just hit 50 games on the weekend. Yeah. Which uh, feels pretty good to learn that. <laughs> only 50 games for Mitch, and it's coming along very nicely. But They need time. These big fellas mm-hmm. holding down key positions need time. Except for James Blank, apparently. Well imagine how good he'd be in 50 games (laughs) Exactly right Uh, This question from Lawrence Surely Jekka needs to come in for DGB I'm a big fan of this I've been been asking for this for a little while now So I agree with Lawrence DGB didn't have a bad game mate. No, no I I wanted to add that caveat That I'm not trying to downplay DGB I don't think he's absolute trash or anything It's more that he is the closest like for like I can see to bring Jekka in Okay that's just how I see it. But uh, this question from Jane, if the development of Jekka as a defender works, could he free up Scrimshaw to play as a mid as he hoped in his pre-draft days? Yeah, well, I think they're very interchangeable, the halfbacks and the and the wings. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Anything that gives us flexibility in that part of the ground, I'm kind of all for, to be honest. I've sort of just fallen away from Scrimshaw ever playing wing, I think. He's too good? Too good for Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of that. And also
1: going forward, he doesn't take the best options every now and again.
0: In terms of the queue for who had to run through the midfield, uh, Scrimshaw's down in that queue. He's not a go-to for mine, but that's just me. Uh, Box Hill, as I say, with that win, they're back in the eight. They have a bye, and then we come up against Frankston, Saturday, August 6th at Skybus Stadium. They any good? Frankston are in the bottom half of the ladder. Is that right? So we'll see how we go. They're... Our biggest test for box hill is the last round of the season where we come up against sydney who are also in the eight right now mm. and not not too dissimilar a position so that could be massive i really wish the other is week... is it here or there uh, i think it's tbc okay yeah <laughs> never been there <laughs> tbc stadium right yeah wouldn't, tough
1: wouldn't wouldn't that really arse up things <laughs>
0: Like tough one to get to. I'm so sick
1: of the rolling round garbage. I hope that's gone next year because you can't plan.
0: I I want to say I want to cover myself here. I could be wrong. I'm sure today I read that it's not announced yet.
1: Right, but please, some sponsor who is TBC, (laughs) come out and sponsor a stadium so they can't do that any longer. Just put TBC on everything.
0: Yeah, it's a great sponsor. Total bullshit corporate. That uh, well, sounds like a lot of current sponsors, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've gone through Box Hill. We've talked about who's good, who's in form, who's not so great and out of form. We get to St Kilda versus Hawthorne at Marvel Stadium, Saturday, 4.35pm, the The most enticing time. At the worst stadium. Yeah. Mm. Saturday, twilight, at Marvel Stadium. The only saving grace is not Sunday. Yes, that's true. We've heard that GF is in. Or at least he's available. I imagine he comes straight back into the side. Are you making any other changes?
1: Who's he coming in for?
0: Well, that's first quarter call, isn't it? Okay. Please don't let it be Morris. I think it's going to be Morris. Well, you thought that last week. I know. I know. I'm glad that they're sticking with him. Yeah. Because he's doing a lot right. His they're dis- doing that thing where they go, you've
1: got this chunk of that weeks. block. Yeah. And this is your chance to keep on the list.
0: His disposal efficiency is in the toilet. And has been for a little while, but he's not playing that badly, really. I mean, Finn, Finns was worse. Look, Morris is
1: coming from a long way back. The expectations were pretty low. I think he's met expectations. I, he's probably exceeded expectations on certain plays, mm-hmm. but in terms of overall performance, it's very much there's not huge mistakes, mm. but. But you're not seeing
0: massive upside? No. I I can see the upside. Okay. I just is he going to be given time? I throw it back to you. If not Morris, then who do you bring out of the side for, for GF? Well, I mean, we spoke about him earlier. Will. But no. I don't think it'll happen. No, no, Day remains in the side. Really? Yep. Yeah.
1: There's just no point playing him playing him at Box Hill. He's just not going to get anything out of
0: it, is he? No. Anyone else copper knock? Not, not that I know of, I'm just going by the injury report. I think the the revelations from the injury report this week, uh, Downey ruled out for the season having re-injured his hamstring, which is terrible timing for him. Really needed the back half of the year, or, or the back quarter, I would say, at this stage to, to prove that he has a spot on the list. Uh, Shields unavailable for selection, he sustained a concussion, playing for Box Hill. Other than that, most of our injury list, we've got people ruled out for the season. There's not too many levers to pull there. In terms is, of players coming back. Is there a good match-up for Maggie this week? Or perhaps he could be dropped. No, no. I'd say there's a good match-up. For Maggie? Yep. You like Maggie? Yeah, I like Maggie, Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> For McGuinness? Yeah. Uh, look, I don't Are mind. you telling
0: me there's not a good match-up for Finn this week? No, nah, I don't know. What are you going to send him to? Steel? Steel? Hill? I don't care who it is. We're, we're, Saints have the wood over us, something shocking oh, We, we saved know. some of our worst performances for this mob Yeah, th- th- Who have been mediocre for literal You can't decades. tell me we're winning four in a row, Nick
1: I mean, I know St Kilda
0: did not look at all convincing, right? No, dare to dream, mate Mathematically possible Yeah, great <laughs> yeah, That is the last thing you want to do, isn't it? You do not want Hawthorne to make finals Oh God, no No oh,
1: Well, we no chance of, you know in the
0: premiership from. Exactly. It's not happening. So, therefore, what's the point?
1: They set the system up like this. I'm just a functionary of the logic of the system. Not if you overachieve, you get punished.
0: Yeah, you get penalised for it. Right? I oh, know. You're already looking at the draft. You're looking at Cal Toomey's Phantom draft going, who do I like here and who's going to be within reach? And are they getting to pick six at the yeah. moment? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we want to concentrate on the midfield. There's a number of midfielders in that bracket. But the point is. You want your pick of them.
1: Yeah, that's exactly
0: right. You want every chance to get who you want to get. Mind you, you know, the, the truth
1: of the matter is, and Ada always reminds me of this, is it's not about who you pick, it's how you
0: develop them. Yes, well, that's part of the equation. It is. Yeah. And you back, Hawthorne? I do. Well, we've got a proven record. Absolutely, yeah. Recent track records mean been very good in that regard. I don't know what other changes I'm making to this side.
1: Um, oh, look, there'll be ones we don't expect. Yep. They, m- they might give a couple of young fellas a rest. Um, we, we certainly need a different look about us I think North have lulled us into a false sense of security Yeah, will do that As Adelaide and, and West Coast West Coast. <laughs>
0: uh, Stuart asks, which of our remaining games do you want to win the most? And this is a block of four that I'm calling the Hawthorne Revenge Rounds Because we're playing teams that beat us earlier in the year I and still haven't chance- forgotten
1: 2016 well,
0: In terms of the Bulldogs? Yeah Okay, well, give me that one. Well,
1: last I, round win going into the next season, fabulous,
0: and potentially spoil their chances as well because there's still a chance for finals, aren't they? i no, will probably play it.
1: Remember this uh, round six? Mm. I took you up on this during the week. Yeah, I said what? What's the only change since round six to the eight? Because it's such an interesting, oh, yeah. exciting league. Yeah, yeah. How many changes?
0: Yeah. One. Yeah, basically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. St Kilda out, Dogs in. Mm. There you go It's the Hawthorne revenge rounds We lost to all these teams earlier in the season I want to get back at them And and ruin their campaign And who is it? Well I mean I'm going to Tassie So I want to see the Suns lose to Hawthorne (laughs) You're off are you? Yeah I'm going to that one Yep Booked in a long time in advance Before we play them in Darwin perhaps was it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was flagged a fair time ago. Um, <laughs>
1: What's no. our best chance of winning? in... T- well, Gold Coast the shit <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't
0: think it quite went like that. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you would hope that Gold Coast don't perform to that level. Yet. Well, rather, I would hope that Hawthorne don't perform to that same level again. Yeah, we made it too easy for them. Way too easy. And down in our, in our home turf in Launceston, like... That's the one that I hope we win um, I'm torn because I'm the same as you There's no point in winning all four It'd be fun But then it would get to draft time And we would regret it
1: The greatest Hawthorne player of the last 20 years Said it himself mm-hmm. I hope they don't win too many games
0: <laughs> Luke Hodge Yeah Yeah. remember that Yep. Yeah exactly I'm we- with you Hodgey So you don't want to win in all four you- You're saying the Bulldogs how many is too many, Nick? Would you put up with 50%? So two games. Oh. <laughs> Your face. You can't take it. I just look at... You hate the thought of it. I could. could
1: Look, I, I know it's a double-edged sword, but if we have to take someone after that, what's his, Dodoro? Oh, yeah. On draft night. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Do, you, do you really have anything to fear from Adrian Dodoro? I Come
1: just on. hate the caricature of the bloke. <laughs> How long has he been at that club now? You know the only reason he doesn't get sacked
0: is because he makes good picks, but they never develop the talent. How does that possibly make sense? Surely the buck eventually stops at him. Obviously doesn't. I guess not. Uh, yeah. What am I talking about? Anyway, you can find our show, as always, on Apple Podcasts. Maybe you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts right now. Now, if you do enjoy what you hear, you jump on there and rate and review our show. We'd really love to hear from you. Makes our day to read it, and of course, it attracts new listeners to the show as well. Uh, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, we're all over the socials, twitter.com slash hawk talk pod, facebook.com slash hawk talk pod, and of course, just search us on Instagram. We're building a community, and what an amazing community it is, especially when we're winning tears up and about. Brilliant. Uh, and a special shout-out, of course, to our latest subscriber to come aboard and support the podcast. Thank you so much to Sudi. We really appreciate your contribution. It's uh, subscribers that help us put time into this podcast week in, week out, rain, hail, shine, winning, losing, drawing. If you're listening to this, you like what we do, and you feel like supporting the show, all the details on how to do that can be found on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash hawk talk pod. Red time? Red time. We're into red time. Red is, this time a new, is this a new segment? Yeah, without notice. Sprung it on you. Red time item one. Notes from the Herald Sun. Just a few inter- interesting little tidbits. Though I wonder if down the track might be a bit more substantiated. Harry Morrison currently in talks for a new deal, Tiz. Deserved. Absolutely. I'm glad they're going to get that done. Rumoured it, it came across our desk, our Hawk Talk Pod HQ desk, that it might be three years. Really? But we'll wait and see. It's a, quite a generous deal for Harry. I'd take two would be fine.
1: Last year was mixed up year for Harry.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Kept his body right to go for the preseason and has hit his straps this year. He's been very good. Now, th- this is getting a bit down the track, but if we're thinking PCM, most improved? Got, really? Well, it going to Your come, boy, Mitch. I was going to say, close between him and Mitchell Lewis. I mean, Lewis has got the. He's got Coleman contendership to show for There's it. Dylan. T- yeah, d- well, yeah. Isn't it it's a good problem to I have? I never
1: get those right anyway. You know how when you go. I don't know. <laughs> When you go, they go. Who is your selection for PCM winner, and who's your? And you all put your entries mm-hmm. in. I never get those little ones right.
0: Look forward to clubman that clubman and whatever. <laughs> I look forward to that prediction podcast. Always good fun. The second item is no. One... I mean,
1: when you go to the actual venue.
0: Are oh, you going this year again? I eh, haven't decided
1: yet you got to get in early or something. I forget what early is. It's like three weeks out is early.
0: Oh, time means nothing anymore thanks to COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> second red time item, this one surprised me. Tyler Brockman is uh, tipped to remain with the club, according to the Herald Sun.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it was West Coast who were looking at him, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, Frio's forward line in terms of
0: smalls looks pretty settled. Yeah. Yep. Um, maybe they're a bit gun-shy. Maybe he's got a bit of an injury history now, Tyler Brockman. I, I thought maybe through that, and but that's a, and most
1: a, pleasing. Like his upside's oh, tremendous. Oh, I'm
0: happy to retain him. I thought he was gone for all money. I thought homesickness in combination with everything else. I thought he was gone from the club. But really pleasing to hear that he's set to remain in brown and gold for a little while longer. It's also tipped that the club will retain Seamus Mitchell. Interesting.
1: Must be on character.
0: Oh, talk about injury history. Yeah, he's barely had the chance to demonstrate anything. Uh, Sort of taken and played as a forward, and then at some point, mate, we haven't
1: seen anything of what he can do.
0: No, but he was tried as a defender briefly when he did get on the park. So a, that's just that a big, day they
1: looked really terrible and they couldn't get the ball in the forward fifty. If you recall,
0: oh, he played. He played said, there more and than they one said, game.
1: Everyone, go in the back fifty, see if you can get a touch.
0: <laughs> he played there more than one game, but you're right. We, we've barely <laughs> seen anything yet. Big question mark over Seamus Mitchell, but. The club's happy to persist, apparently. And no word yet on Ben McAvoy's future. But I don't know about you, Tiz. I'd like him to. Balls stay. in his court.
1: Yep. I, I thought he was already contracted for another year, anyway. That well, was my thought. But no, anyway.
0: not. Red time item number three the three peak book, available now via Hawks Nest, celebrating, of course, uh, our wins against um, Adelaide, West Coast, and North Melbourne. That's right. And didn't they get it out real quick? Yeah. <laughs> pretty dodgy publication i expect <laughs> no of course it's the three p the three premierships in a row and uh, there was a limited edition that i was online for i had every chance to buy that and i booked it i thought no nah, I'm, I'm happy Shouldn't. with the regular one there were only 250 copies i saw all over social media this morning lots of disappointed hawks fans like no oh, missed out yeah well, just two, only 250 copies just 250 i believe it reminds me of when they do Guernseys and things And they mm-hmm. never printed again Even though it's the most popular thing on earth It was actually the, the book itself That limited edition Was cheaper Than your standard Guernsey Oh really? Which is a bit nuts
1: Yep So anyway Well uh, I mean Pricing is one of the hardest things Knowing how much people will pay well, well yeah but The other thing that
0: pissed people off Was wasn't just members It was anybody Oh is that right? Okay mm-hmm. yeah well, mm-hmm. I don't really support that it should be for members that kind of thing but anyway uh the three peat book is going to be available uh well i think i think it's pre-orders at the moment you can get the regular edition for about 50 bucks it'll be exciting i'm excited to read it I'm oh absolutely grateful that there's
1: but it goes from 2009 to 2021
0: yeah no it's it's that that's a good point actually you should point that out it's a comprehensive history of that era of the club it's not just the three years so you'll get a lot of so i'll probably just read to the end of 2015 myself <laughs> are you curious about what happened next to the behind the scenes at the club?
1: Mm, end on a high.
0: <laughs> Leave the audience wanting more. <laughs> I mean, it might put some things that we're looking at right now, in the present day, into some sort of context. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. A lot for worse. Do you think? <laughs> well, I don't, well, I'm i just saying, that we're, we're not near competing at the moment. We will be again very soon. But there's got to be a lot of things that happened behind the scenes that were wrong turns, maybe not great decisions... Maybe some great decisions too, but this is why I'm excited to read it. Oh, I hope
1: it's. I don't think it'll be that kind of analysis, will it? It'll just be the end of people's journeys, you know, Burgoyne, yeah. Clarkson, Sammy coming back to the club. Yeah, maybe. And you just see the interweaving of the personalities and the storylines across the period. The most interesting part for me will be that section from 2012 into 2013. Yeah, yeah.
0: The thing that inspires them to. Get up and win the three in a row. And then 2015, going yeah. again. Going again.
1: And if you don't want to buy the book, take that 50 bucks and buy an AFLW membership.
0: Yes, indeed. Hawthorne's AFLW memberships. Uh, they're available right now, a month out from the start of the season. You can sign up for as little as 50 bucks Tiz. That's a bloody steal. I am on board, just got on board myself, and you can pay it monthly. Is that 10 bucks a home game? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yep. And it'll go directly. Why would you rock up to the gate? When you go through the club and the money goes directly into the pockets of the brown and gold. Well, that's an important point. Yep.
1: That's why we buy through Nest, Because no doubt that book will be at uh, Big W in a month for 10.
0: It's a good price, though.
1: It it did feel good to see Burgoyne's
0: double the price of... dusties (laughs) Dusty's <laughs> just i know i have mentioned it on the podcast before but there was a listener that filmed that video of him putting burgoyne's book in front of dusties <laughs> and then gently patting it like well done silk <laughs> but it's always good for a laugh that moment anyway the point is aflw memberships available now get behind this team this is where it all begins You want to be on board where it starts. And hopefully, mate, it starts at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, well, get in before they move it, because I'll probably up the price. (laughs) You just never know. Hashtag move it to Marvel. That campaign's gone a little bit quiet for my liking. Got to revitalise it via this podcast. We'll see what we can do. Play our bit, do our part to move it to Marvel. I suggest you go behind the goals and just refuse to give the ball back until they agree. (laughs) All right, so do my bit this weekend. Yeah, that's a hell of a campaign. That yeah, is an idea. Right with Sharpie on the ball. Hashtag move it to Marvel. Yeah. Like that you saw the little kid oh, and yeah, go back the, to C.
1: Oh. That was so cute. That was adorable.
0: Now that can be you, but go
1: <laughs> all the way down to the fence and then go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not until and wait for the camera to focus, you know, come right in. Yeah. And then go move
0: it to Marvel. See at at that point I, I'm worried about the behaviour officers. <laughs>
1: Don't exist
0: anymore. <laughs> don't that I? was fantastic. Was that? that was a two-week thing. All this means is everyone's been on their best behaviour ever since. <laughs> I mean, the proof is right
1: there. Anyway, it's unlike the uh, you know the AFL to make decisions on the run, get rid of the behaviour officers, or change the rules about head-high tackles. And we can't just you this know is the end just of the let, show. No. We can't get into this now. Like, this is the main issue. If we're <laughs> e- the main
0: event of the podcast. If
1: we're ever gonna look. Dylan Moore didn't get that free. He should have got that free. He didn't straight the arm.
0: I disagree. I was happy for that to be. Boo. I I know it's surprising because you I, think one you exaggerated eye, it. I didn't. I didn't think. It I was... didn't like Dermie's commentary on it. In well, I fact, didn't, I didn't like. I didn't like Dermy most of commentary. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. But no, I, I didn't think Dylan. Hear about Aiden Bonner again. <laughs> I didn't think Dylan Moore exaggerated it too bad. I've seen worse than that. Mm. But I still, I I was happy with what the umpire decided there. And that that is a lot coming from a one-eyed supporter. I've been listening to Lee Matthews on. I think he's been very good at the discussion.
1: He says, you know, you don't have to make it easy to be tackled. Mm. right? You don't have to stand upright and wait for them to get to you. Yeah. But also, it's happening too often. You can't have guys deliberately putting their arm out and raising it, right? Mm -hmm. And getting the head-high tackle. We've seen Joel Selwood do it for a long time. Jack Ginevan does it. Magpie supporters are exactly right. Yeah. That he's being Mm victimised. He's made a career out of it already. Right? Yeah. Selwood's made a career out of it for, what, 15 years? Happy 350 games, John. Yeah, and every time, they raised one arm and gave him another three. And we were livid. The whole competition was livid. Nobody cared. Jack Ginneman does it. People have a laugh Mm -hmm. because he gets away with it. He's taking the piss. Yeah. You can't take the piss out of the AFL. They'll come for it. They don't like it. They don't like it. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Redman comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Collects him
0: high, mm. probably knowing that unlikely to be paid. Yeah, cuz you can not this, this is the problem I have cuz I just cut in. The AFL unfortunately has empowered terrible tacti- tackling technique. Players know that they can absolutely rip a guy's head off now, and it might be fine. Whereas well, before they didn't think that. Yeah, well I'll give it the but you know, it will it will it'll be allowed. to go high
1: if you do that thing that he does where you put your arm out Mm -hmm. unnatural movement got nothing to do with protecting the ball or anything Okay, so
0: so you're looking at i
1: think that's the tell i think that every time you do that raise the arm unnaturally Mm -hmm. to bring the the tackler high
0: you you want to disincentivize that
1: yeah yeah so you get four weeks of that you disincentivize that action
0: i mean you hope you, you hope it goes that way. But well, if
1: you're getting struck in the head every time, that's pretty disincentivized.
0: I suppose, but I, I still think that regardless, there's still going to be uh, the same sort of distribution of so-called correct calls and incorrect calls.
1: Well, in trying to protect the head, they have actually created an environment where they will reward you for getting struck in the head. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you get that movement of the arm yeah. to encourage you to get hit in the head. That's bizarre, is Yeah. I think mean, this is life. Yeah. Whatever you intend usually goes awry at some point. The further <laughs> you get along the bell along curve. Do I have any, young, curve.
0: have any young listeners on board for this show? Or? Well, no, I don't know. That's,
1: that's what that's what it's like. Yeah, yeah. People give them an inch, take a mile. Yeah. That's what's happened in this case. We're taking a bit of the mile back. Mm-hmm. Okay? And eventually go out and watch. I don't want to go to the footy and celebrate a bloke, the ducks. Yeah. I think
0: that... It's cheap.
1: That it is, is definitely, cheap. across the whole of the AFL, people yeah. do not want to celebrate duckers. Well,
0: it's, an, it's annoying to watch, and I, I think we want to move away from I don't that. want to watch it. But,
1: it's not something I want to watch. But,
0: Tiz, how often do we have to tweet the game because we're slightly unsatisfied with how it looks? It's our game. We can do what we like. I think the fact that it never ends is a bit frustrating. Mate,
1: Soccer's had to had to tweak everything
0: because stuff like this was happening. Well, well tell me a bit about soccer. You've got more expertise in this code than me.
1: Well, they've got a bloody do, video ref.
0: Do they Imagine tweak... Imagine if we had a video oh, ref. Oh, God, no, please. Do they tweak it as much as the AFL? No, they uh, they wait until it's severely bad. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then they do everything at once and... Unapologetically.
0: Dare I say they wait until they've got everyone offside. <laughs>
1: wow. That's the okay. sure show this week, folks. <laughs> but, yeah, they're using goal line technology. They're using
0: technology to get through it. I mean, our technology on the goal line is still pretty shoddy. Oh, it's awful. But you, that you that's where that technology has to win for the AFL. You can't introduce it anywhere else in the, in the heat of the moment, right? It just you're looking at me like you want to. <laughs> That doesn't result in a fast game, which they're hell-bent on. It's got to evolve,
1: and I just think if you have... You've got to have it look good, and that was not looking good. Ginneman yep. going to his knees every time he got the ball was not a good look. Yeah, I felt acted, I have no
0: issue with them acting.
1: They should have acted earlier on Selwood, and they wouldn't have ended up with Jack.
0: Exactly, yeah. Uh, another question for you before we finally wrap up this episode. Sub-rule. Yeah? Question mark. That's it. That's the whole question.
1: Well, I mean, Richmond flouted the sub-rule. That guy didn't look injured at all. They brought Rioli on, got the draw. (laughs) Yep. Right? It's all they deserved. Yeah. Well, what you should do is if they can't prove that the guy, you either make sure that the bloke is taken off, can't play the next week, in which case you're just going to get the guy... Coming off is going to be admitted anyway. Yep. Right? That's right. Not really a good solution. Yeah. So, what you do is if that bloke turns out that they were gaming in the system, uh, club doesn't get a medi sub for the next couple of weeks. Whole club suffers.
0: So, that's your solution there. I would say just bring back the normal sub. If you want to sub, have it with no strings attached. You can sub whenever you want. Why? You just increase the sub bench. That's it. Well, I'm saying it's not contingent on whether someone gets ruled out or not. You just... They just can't come back on. Yeah. When, when you... You've been watching soccer again. No, it's like it was. Back when what, Hawthorne was winning 70s. all the time. No. Back when <laughs> Hawthorne was winning all the time, you'd have a sub and you use it when you want. And then that's it.
1: Why did they get rid of that again?
0: I don't know. <laughs> They've changed so much in like the last year alone. Well, that was the
1: last time the sub was enacted. That was 2015. The last sub was David
0: Hale-off. That's right. And, and, well, you ask me, I ask you the same question. Why did they stop that? Oh, I can't recall now. Yeah, well, neither neither can I, but why can't we just have that again? It would solve all of this. Have a sub you can use for any time you want. Mm. Any reason at all. And if you're, an, if you're stupid enough to use it when you don't really need it to, and then someone gets concussed, well, I guess that's just bad luck, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes, just sometimes, you can have bad luck in a game of sport. And sometimes, teams are going to have to cop it. But it ruins games, Nick. You know, no. It's got to be watchable, mate. Oh, my
1: God. We've I, had so many watchable games, thanks to the Medisub.
0: They literally have... <laughs> they literally have... Two hot potatoes, the AFL, this week. They why have the, don't they just... They're too high and look, they have the medical sub.
1: The problem should... What they should do is you can only use the sub up until three-quarter time. After that, they can piss off to the showers. Just let
0: them sub whenever they want once. No. How hard up to is After three-quarter that? time. Anything why, that happens after that, whatever. Why are you putting weird rules around it? Just let them do it whenever they want. Nah, just
1: leave it. Look, if they can't look to influence the last ten minutes of a game by getting fresh legs on, that's the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. So can't can't use the mini the last quarter.
0: <laughs> it's needlessly complicated. Anyway, that's going to be the show this week. Is anyone? Is anyone still listening to this? No, probably not. They're probably watching the Commonwealth Games now. <laughs> that's right. Been talking right. that long. Will I see you at hashtag Move It to Marvel? Will you move yourself to Marvel? <laughs> Ah uh, yeah, I'll probably be there. There's a couple of things going on on Saturday night. You know, it's a weird
1: time. I'm not it sure is. quite when the game will be over. The result is immaterial to me, really. Mm. I just want to see development And we have. We've been very very fortunate.
0: Things could have gotten much worse than this, Nick. Forthorn. <laughs> Staring down Fourthorn. Don't bring that up again. <laughs> we need to wrap up. This has been another edition of the Hawk Talk Podcast. We will, of course, be back next week to recap all the action from Marvel Stadium. It's the Hawks. It's the Saints, 4.35 p.m. Looking to make it four in a row. Right, Tiz? Yeah, I know you're on board. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> we are a happy team with Hawthorne.